On today's episode, I'll be joined by Nick Golner. He has two roles today. He's the sales and marketing director for a company in the metalworking industry, and he is also partner and host of Making Chips, which also focuses in metalworking uh, for content for leaders in that industry. And together we talk about um, all, all things content marketing, but specifically not only the benefits to the company of content marketing, but also as the marketing professional moving beyond a reactionary role serving sales to a proactive role where content is considered a product in and of itself. He also provides some great parting advice, so be sure to stick around for the end of the episode. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here's your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in marketing to technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues and industry friends of mine who will stop by to tell you their stories. And my goal is that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a quick shout out to True Marketing. True is a content marketing agency based in beautiful Austin, Texas, and serves companies focused in technical industries. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Well, hi, everyone. I'm joined today by Nick Golner. He's the partner and host of Making Chips, and he is also the sales and marketing director at AME, which is the advanced machine and engineering company. Wow, Nick, you're a busy guy. Yeah, very busy. Thank you, and I'm glad to be on the show. I'm glad to have you here, and I'm excited to learn more about your experiences in manufacturing sales and marketing. So when we met back in, I think it was 2017, you were working at AME and I remember something about this being a family business. Yes. So uh, my grandfather immigrated from Germany in the 60s and he invented a machine tool, which is a high production piece of equipment for sawing steel. And so we'll saw railroad into sections or big steel billet and things like that with, with the AM saw machine that, that he invented. And AME has four other business units and we all make, you know, highly engineered components for industry, specifically like metalworking manufacturing. All in metalworking though, right? Yeah. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. So did you always think, oh, it's just what I'm supposed to do, join the family business or absolutely not. <laughs> I was an artist, so I was like a painter, <laughs> like a fine artist, you know, and uh, I kind of wanted to go into graphic design and I was horrible at math and all I really cared about when I was growing up was soccer and art and my girlfriend, who's not my wife. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are great passions right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just thought engineering and, you know, like technical skills were kind of the furthest thing from my skill set. But, um, you know, then marketing found me. So marketing found you. And so mm -hmm. when you started in your role there, um, or at least by the time that you and I were talking, um, I know that you were really keen to shift the company over to a content marketing model. So tell me a little bit about what you were doing at the time and why you thought that was the right move to make. Well, I was reading a lot from Robert Rose and Joe Polizzi. So you're, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with them. And, Absolutely. Uh, those two guys without their knowledge have pretty much been mentoring my whole career. And 
you know, they talked about content as the product and having your own value as a marketer, not just describing the value of the other products at, at a business. And, um, and I was really attracted to that. So um, at, at the time, you know, we were like most marketing departments, we were just a service center for the sales team. You know, they didn't feel like making a PowerPoint or something like that, or they needed catalogs printed or a trade show. Oh boy, the catalog. You know, organized. Yeah. So, you know, they, they'd kind of reach out to us for that. And I really wanted our content to be inherently valuable. Mm -hmm. And so I started researching a lot and I found a lot of your content. Um, Smart Marketing for Engineers, I think is the book that you guys wrote or you wrote or, you know, some, something along with, with your neck of the woods. And I loved that book. And it was one of the, you know, four or five books I was reading. And I was like, you know, if I'm going to work with an agency, I might reach out to them. And so I think that's how we got connected. And then you just accelerated, I think, your passion for content marketing and your expertise is, um, we think, back to 2017 to now. So is that what led you over to join the Making Chips crew or did something else happen in between? Um, yeah, that pretty much is it. So I mentioned, you know, I didn't really grow up with a technical background. I didn't run a machine tool. I, I worked in the shop as a fabricator but I didn't really learn precision machining, which is what I needed to understand to lead the sales team that I lead and to lead the marketing department. And so when I would mow my yard, I would look for industry specific podcasts. And I searched, I think I searched machining podcast and the making chips podcast came up. So anyone in our industry knows you, when you machine metal, you make metal shavings, we call them chips. And I thought the name was relevant. And I listened to, a, to two episodes and realized the guys live like 40, 50 minutes away from me. No way. They're just like me. They're just like my family. So I, I started really listening to a lot of episodes and I was like, you know, I want to connect with these guys. So what I did was I sent them a really cool, really well done kind of documentary style video about our family business. And um, they loved it. They ate it up and they were like, wow, that's really, I'm, I'm really glad you put that kind of production into it. And um, would you like to be a guest on the podcast? And I was like, yeah, mission, mission accomplished. So I was a guest and got to know them. And, you know, what I realized was that they never expected making chips to grow the way it did. They got, they really did authentic content marketing and their audience just continued to grow. And then they were starting to generate some sponsorship revenue. And they were like, we still have our manufacturing businesses to run. And this thing really got legs. So we want to keep it going, but there's only so many hours in the day. Meanwhile, I'm running the marketing department at AME and I'm always trying to think, okay, how can we have our own value? You know, how can we be a profit center? And one of my dreams was to have an agency or marketing company that helps other companies like my own so that, you know, I could be a little bit separate from the business, but still serve the business. And so they needed resources that I had and I needed the brand and the audience that they had. And we had a great relationship and it took maybe 14 months, but we ended up putting together a joint venture and Making Chips 2.0 was born. All right. Well, I've, I, I'm remiss if I don't back up and ask you um, a question about when you were at AME and you're bringing content marketing to, to the business, how was mm -hmm. that received? 
So like, what, what do you mean? We're not going to sell our products? Like we're just going to talk <laughs> about the, you know, the technology. We're going to You can just give people. us yeah. names to call. How was, how was this going to give me like an order? You know, yeah. why would I just talk about saw blade technology? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a battle, but believe it or not, my 88 year old grandfather was one of the earliest adopters. Um, it was the, the layer, the generation kind of between him and I that were like, yeah, we're wasting our time. Why would I spend two, two hours editing some educational piece of content? Mm -hmm. it, but he kind of like intuitively understood it. Um, he understood that if, if you really are the expert, you're going to teach others. And I think it's his German mentality. Uh, nice. They're really strong with uh, apprenticeship programs and always having a master apprentice teaching it, the young, you know, mentoring the young generation. And, um, and so he, he's always been into teaching and always been into sharing expertise. And he's a big part of the reason we launched the Sawing Academy, you know, content platform at AME. And it's been really, really cool. It's been Tell really effective. About, I, I don't know about the Sawing Academy. I don't think I've stumbled onto that. What's that all about? So, so, so like, I would never call a, my blog the blog because I think people think a blog and they're like, okay, there's this junk drawer. I'm going to see pictures of the company picnic and people's <laughs> dogs, you know, like some uh -huh. nerd in his underwear, like arguing about politics or something like that. And so we know, we don't name any of our content destinations, the blog, we give them a, a branded name and like, that's the value you'll get from the blog. Mm -hmm. So in his case, you know, he was the inventor of a type of sawing equipment. And we named the blog the Sawing Academy, and it's tools, tips, and tactics for high production metal sawing. And so we'll publish everything from the construction of the machine to the type of blade you would use, and all the different nuances to the geometry of the tooth of the blade, and you know how to eliminate vibration in the machine, and all these things that um, machine design engineers would be interested in, mm -hmm. and that the end user of the machine would value. So that's. That's one of our blogs on the AME site. Yeah, that's that sounds like candy to uh, those types of engineers and technical yeah. buyers. So uh, spot on. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, when I look, at, if I contrast that blog, non-blog blog, <laughs> whatever you call mm -hmm. it, to managing chips, I see that on the managing chips side, there's a lot of leadership content, um, maybe more targeted at a different persona who's leading a manufacturing organization. Yeah, you nailed it. So that's that's our niche, our our target within the the target. That's the bullseye. So there's a lot of manufacturing content creators out there. A lot of them are focused on the skills gap. That's something we need mm -hmm. the industry to care about. Um, some of them are focused on training. Um, we are focused on the people who are in the driver's seat of a manufacturing company. And so our content could be everything from establishing a strong manufacturing company culture to a little bit of a technical um, episode where it would be maybe, you know, how to decide if you should move to a five axis machine tool or not. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's more targeted towards the people who are running the company, you know, what's keeping them up at night and less like how to actually make a part. Got it. Yeah. I saw that you had looked like, a series uh, when COVID hit, you know, early on, just helping companies pivot, helping them work through a lot of the issues associated with that. And I thought that was great, timely material. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we were doing a lot of COVID stuff early on and then we thought, gosh, every, that's all anyone ever talks about. So we kind of pivoted away. It's going to come up in every episode because it's this thing that's in front of all of us. Right. But, 
we're not going to do just COVID topic after COVID topic. Yeah. People are ready to move on. So. I'm no kidding. <laughs> uh, well, on the video feed, I saw a very interesting segment that I enjoyed on joining industry associations. And I feel that this is an area that marketers sometimes overlook if their companies aren't already plugged into an association. So tell me a little bit about some of the reasons why you recommend spending time and dollars in this area. Well, for me, you know, I, I wear the two hats. So I'm the sales director of AME and then I work as a partner at Making Ships. And I, uh, I think there's equal value in joining associations or, being, or at least being parts of associations for both. So uh, obviously there's a networking benefit. You know, that's probably the most obvious reason, but there's also a big market research benefit, just being in that group and understanding the topics that they're covering. And a lot of times those associations have really good research reports. And it's not easy when there's niche industries and niche products to get a, a detailed market research report that you can trust. Mm -hmm. So for okay. me, it's like if I'm going to get better research just by being there. And uh, those associations often put together really good stuff like that. Great, great advice. Um, I, and like you said, the networking opportunities and just really getting in the head of um, those members. And I know since you're very focused in the metalworking industry, associations associated with that, right? <laughs> I yeah. mean, you can't get more niche there um, almost. Right. Yeah. And we've, we've been purposefully hyper niched, you know, mm -hmm. we want to be the, the best and only metalworking leadership podcast. And so I think we've been able to do that. And I think for, anyone out there who's concerned about maybe being too niche, you're probably not too niche um, because you have thousands and thousands of listeners as niche as we are because it's, it's very relevant and it's very targeted, everything that we're doing. Completely so. agree. I'm a big fan of narrowing a focus, saying no to grow. So, uh, that's yeah, great. that's in your book, I think. I, I it is, it is. It's in the first yeah. book. There, there's another one, Nick, you need to check out. It's called Content there's Marketing Engineered. Yeah. So that's the, cool. I will check it out. Yeah, it just came out in May. So it's it's hot off the presses. And and I wrote nice. the new I wrote Content Marketing Engineered and my business partner, former business partner Rebecca Geyer was the author of the first one. So I want to give her a plug. Well, if you it. send me that book, I will be very, very happy. All right. And All right, I will take a picture and I will post it. I promise. Perfect. Okay. All right. We have that recorded. A book will be coming your way. <laughs> it will. Um, well, before we go, I have to mention another episode I saw of a very, very cute young lady who yes. was so sweet to share her bedroom with you for your home office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah not, the, not how I would decorate my home office with pinks and flowers and little girl stuff, but I put her on the podcast because I thought it would be kind of funny, you know, the COVID situation from the perspective of a five-year-old girl. And I thought she did really good. She's she kind of a did amazing. Ham. She was amazing. <laughs> and then you had these cool captions that would pop up. And yeah, it was everyone. I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes. I think it's your best episode. Bye. <laughs> and it, and so, it inspired yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I have a, a 17 year old daughter and an almost 20 year old son. And I thought maybe I need to have them on. I thought, no, they're not cute anymore. You, you got to <laughs> save it for the cute little ones. So yeah. they're just stinky teenagers right now. She so. was like, this is what you do for work. You make videos. And now she does like, I think she watches YouTube too much because she does these little, uh, like how-to tutorial videos for cooking oh. where she'll be like, hey, oh everybody, gosh. we're going to make cookies today. Yeah, and 
And then my <laughs> two-year-old son always jumps in and like, you know, photo bombs her and ruins the video. And Perfect. That's exactly ensues. what he's supposed to do. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Nick, where can our listeners go to learn more about managing chips and AME and connect with you? So making chips is makingchips.com. It's for managers and leaders of metal working manufacturing companies. AME is AME.com. We got that three letter domain when like the internet was invented. So yeah, we'll take it. But, um, and then you can find me on LinkedIn, um, Nick Golner, G-O-E-L-L-N-E-R. I think my handle's like LinkedIn slash chips happen or something like that. So yeah. All right. Very good. We'll all add all of those links to the show notes as well. And um, any parting words of advice for manufacturing marketers who are listening in? Um, I, I think the biggest piece of advice would be, I struggled a lot with, um, what do they call it? Um, imposter syndrome. That's what it is. So when you're, when you're creating content for like a highly technical engineering space, um, they call it imposter syndrome. You always feel like even if you know something, you don't know enough. And so you're hesitant mm -hmm. to say anything and you deal with imposter syndrome. And that was something I really had to overcome, you know, not being an engineer, not being super technical naturally. I always felt like I didn't know enough to create content. And what I found later in my career is it's kind of an advantage because when you're learning from these engineers, you're, you're describing it from a perspective of someone who doesn't inherently understand it. Mm -hmm. And it makes your content so much more relatable and easier to digest. And it makes sure that you do learn it. Like I'm 10 times more technical than I ever thought I would be because I've been in charge of creating all the content for the company. And so there's times where I'm like telling people the right product to use or why would you use that? Why would you use that? And I'm like, how do I know that? And it's because of all the content <laughs> marketing I did. So exactly. So that would be my advice. Nick, that's excellent advice. And it's so interesting that last week I recorded a podcast called um, Why Marketing Isn't Respected and What to Do About It. And I was, of course, purposely trying to be a little edgy. But that yeah. was my number one thing was you don't know what your company does, but you don't even try to find out, you know? Right, and, um, yeah. And I always admired the marketers in the room who, I, I'll never forget at National Instruments, we'd have, a, say, a product launch. And you have the product manager presenting, and you'd have maybe 20 Marcom people in the room because we had a really large, you know, team back at NI. And we'd all be looking at each other like, I don't understand anything you say, right? No one did in the room, but it was the brave people who would raise their hand and be like, what the heck are you talking about? And they would just challenge them and make them bring it down to layman's terms. And, and then we could build back up to be more technical from there. Those were the yeah. smartest people in the room and, and most respected marketers in the room because they were, they were fearless when it came to, no, I need to really understand this for my job. Um, and you need to explain this in a better way that makes sense for someone who's not, you know, coming from the inside of the company. Right. And that's a skill that the highly technical people need to develop. I always say like when you're inside the bottle, you can't read the label. So they don't even know how to describe what they do unless they're talking to other people who are inside the bottle. And the marketers have to make sure everyone can read the label and knows what it is. So they kind of have to know both. You, you just made me want to pantomime like inside the bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Wonderful parting advice. That, that might be my favorite part of this episode. Um, guys, thank you so much for being here today. Everyone go, go check out Nick, Nick's several websites, LinkedIn with him, and um, I'll catch you next time.
I promise I will read your book. All I will right. probably write a little, uh, what do you want to call it? We'll curate some content and, you know, give some kudos to you for your book because it is cool. right up our alley. Thank you. Bring it on. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We'll see you. All, right. All right. Bye. Visit truemarketing.com slash podcast for notes and resource links from today's episode. While you're there, learn other ways to grow your business with content marketing, from educational resources such as self-paced training to hands-on services by the expert True Marketing team. You can also order my book, also named Content Marketing Engineered. Thanks and have a great day.